0: Well I know for me, as, as I said earlier, the, the the thing that I most look forward to is just the pride of seeing uh, other neighbors following suit as this thing begins to to snowball and and thinking upon the the impact that it's you know, long term gonna have on the on the community at large.
1: I love that it's become pride for you. Welcome to the Leadership in the Environment podcast. This is Joshua Spodek. We bring you leaders acting on their environmental values because too many people told me, I want to act, but if others don't, then what I do won't matter. We're here to make it obvious that you're not alone. You're part of a global community, a majority. Also, too many people told me, doing small things doesn't make enough of a difference and big things take too much work. Action matters more than the size you start with. You'll hear how action motivates guests from small things to doing big things. You won't find guilt, blame, doom, gloom, or telling people what to do. You will find leading without relying on authority, which brings what I found missing from acting on environmental values. Joy, discovery, growth, community, meaning, purpose, value, sharing. With global demand for environmental action, I bet you'll see that acting on your values doesn't distract from your life and career. Follow in these leaders' footsteps, and beyond enjoying the environment, I bet you'll see promotions, raises, more loyalty and trust in your relationships, and more. As someone who does not enjoy dealing with my co-op board, Jeff talking about his homeowners association, the HOA, and laughing about it nearly blew my mind. And he's connecting with companies, dozens of people. He's making a difference. This fourth conversation is more than I expected when I started this podcast. I expected to be happy with a few people coming back for second conversations at all. But he's enjoying what he's doing. He's enjoying something he never would have started but it's something that was on his mind. So I ask you, what's on your mind that you will enjoy the more that you do it? And I also have to mention, speaking of influencing others, as a direct result of Jeff's actions, I've started talking to my co-op board in my building about reducing its energy use, about composting and about greening the roof and seeing if we can put some plants up there or maybe some solar up there. Also, I'm gonna use this opportunity to allude to something. I'm not gonna tell the whole story, But previous guest, Sandy Reiske, has a nonprofit called Generation 180. Listen to that conversation to get more details about it. But they've been working in New York City, and I started volunteering with them to work on putting solar on schools. That's one of the big projects of Generation 180. And that led me, it turns out that the school literally across the street from where I live has a green roof, has some solar on the roof that a woman there spent years making happen. But once it happened... Other schools have come to her for education, for how to make solar happen there, because after she did this, Bill de Blasio, the mayor of New York City, said he wanted solar on, I think, 60 schools, and she's a big part of that, and it turns out I'm right across the street from that, so that made it very quick for me to work with the Department of Education's Department of Sustainability, and I won't go into a whole lot more because this is really about Jeff, but Jeff got me going on this stuff. I don't want to go on. I'll make all that the subject of a future conversation, but I did want to point out how Jeff has inspired me, as has Sandy. Also, quick note, the first couple things that I say, the microphone is messed up, but that gets fixed after a second, and
0: enjoy the conversation. I'm here with Jeff, how are you doing? I am doing fantastic, sir, how are you? I'm
1: good, you know, I'm, I'm, gonna just, <laughs> I'm a little nervous talking to you because most people I talk to take on challenges that I've already taken on, and, or, you know, maybe it's something like driving less, and I don't have a car, so that's an easy one. You're doing something that I'm scared to do, because I have a a co-op board and I've tried, I've talked to them about doing some things like, like um, recycling and and stuff like that. And I mean, we have recycling in the building, but to do more and there it's, man, it's difficult to work with them and you're taking on that challenge. And so that has, that ups my game. You know, it's a challenge. (laughs) So partly, you know, of course I want you to succeed and then that will motivate me. That's the whole point of the podcast. So I'm kind of curious of how things are working out for you. When I hear some people, when I say HOA, they're like, oh, (laughs) and you're like, I don't know if it's belly of the beast, but also you're like, hey, this is really cool. This is something that I can can lead. I can be an entrepreneur. So Mm -hmm. I'm really curious.
0: Well, uh, since we last talked, um, I've gotten quite a few more comments on that post I mentioned I put up uh, last time we talked on a site called nextdoor.com where... Uh, much of our subdivision and community communicates. A lot of folks expressing interest in a service that you know that would uh, you know, curb service for for recyclables. Uh, and, and one person even mentioned that one of the trash pickup companies had surveyed the neighborhood uh, at one point and uh, ended up replying back to everyone at the end of it all that there wasn't enough interest shown, uh, which baffles me because virtually everybody who's commenting. Uh, on my post is like, yes, I'm interested. Yes, I'm interested. Yes, I'm interested. <laughs> and right before Christmas, uh, New Year holiday, uh, one of the last uh, posts from me in that thread uh, was sort of okay. There seems to be a lot of folks interested. What What are the next What are the next steps? Um, you know, do we get HOA involved? you know, what's next. And so Diane, a fellow member of the community has sort of taken it upon herself to uh, reach out to the two or three different trash collection companies that offer that service already to see if this is a service uh, they could provide. And if so, you know, what what the uh, charge for that would be.
1: Uh, part of me is saying, uh, it sounds like this is now like a regular project. This is like something you
0: have at work where you have- Yeah, thanks for that. I appreciate it. <laughs>
1: Uh, actually, <laughs> right, well, I got to say, the other thing is like, you're like, I can't see what would go wrong. And I'm like, uh, you haven't talked to my co op board then. <laughs> <laughs> and then, partly, and then now the third thing is what you just brought up, which is like, oh, thanks for bringing this up. So, <laughs> but now this is something I say a lot to people is that when I talk to my guests, a common response is, is something words like, this is something I'm glad I did it. I wish I'd done it earlier. It, like, it's harder than I expected. Mm-hmm. but I'm glad that I'm doing it and thank you for prompting me because it's something <laughs> been in the back of my mind for a while. And yeah. every time I write, it, I'm like, well, I, sometimes it quotes around it. And I'm like, am I actually, Did people actually say these exact words? You are doing something that I, I definitely prompted you to do it, but mm-hmm. I didn't come up with it and I'm not giving you any deadlines on it. Is it fair to say, or how would you put it? Okay. You're now doing work that you wouldn't have otherwise.
0: Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I probably would have just left this, you know, up to somebody else uh, to do. It's crossed my mind that, uh, and I've wondered as many others apparently have who've commented on my post, you know, why don't why, why isn't a service like this already offered? And, and again, it looks like one of the companies, there are several that offer trash collection services in our community. And apparently well, at least one of those has put out the feelers and didn't feel like it was worth their while to do it. But my hope is between the comments and feedback that I've gotten, and you know, comments like, we would use it for sure, thank you, <laughs> I mean, that's kind of the, the, the consensus of, of these uh, probably 30 or so comments that have come in now.
1: So now I want to I talk to the listeners, to anyone listening right now. You know, one of the things about this podcast is I'm not just looking for followers. I'm, I'm happy for people to listen to the podcast and say, Jeff is doing this thing. I should do this thing too. I'm going to follow. I'm going to follow in his footsteps or, you know, all the other guests. And, you know, if, you, if Jeff isn't doing this thing, maybe you already have recycling in your neighborhood and you want to do something with uh, cleaning the water or something like that. Okay. You do your thing. It's great to have followers. And then I say, I really want to find leaders because I want to, you know, 7 billion plus people have to change their behavior, but I'm not going to reach a billion people. Even if I reached a billion people, I would have been the most influential person in all of history Mm -hmm. and it still wouldn't be enough. We got to get leaders to lead, to reach other groups that I wouldn't reach on my own. And hopefully some of these leaders will pass me by because this is kind of, I'm out on a limb here. I feel like I'm really scared and nervous, but if other people can lead more effectively, and can tap into groups that I would never reach. Great. And now the new message is also the more that you lead, the less work you have to do and the more you'll get done <laughs> if you lead effectively. So listen to how Jeff is doing it.
0: Well, yeah. And, and in this case, I mean, uh, uh, I mean, if we, if we follow that to its, to its conclusion, I mean, that comes back to you, you know, in, in that sense, uh, yeah, cause I wouldn't be doing any of this if, if it had not been for for you, now my my neighbors, uh, my community doesn't necessarily realize you're a part of the process, but I do, and and, and now your listeners do. So I, I think that's awesome.
1: Yeah, I mean, people who listen to this podcast a lot will pick up that my whole practice is this is this is my book is get people to share what motivates them, and I don't come up with a task. I what's a task that the listener or the guest can do, and then I make that connection for them so that they're acting on their value, not me telling them what to do. And that's mm. what made this whole podcast happen was there's too many people telling people what to do. I actually did this. I did the search just for the fun of it. I, was, I typed in like tips to reduce global warming or tips to improve the environment. And I was like 16 million hits came back. All right, so if each one has mm. one tip, that's tens of millions of tips out there. And yet people aren't doing these things. So will 10 million plus one tip is that what, is that what we need? One more tip? I don't think so. And the science is out there. There's plenty of science out there. And, science, you know, that's only for global warming. You don't need a whole lot of science to see that there's a lot of plastic in the world. You look at the plastic, the, the production rates are going through the roof and telling people what to do is not, that's mm-hmm. not effective leadership. I mean, it might be in some cases, but I don't think it's working here. And mm-hmm. so I think what's lacking is people, someone to connect the values to what's to be done and So yeah, I think that there's a lot of people. I think a lot of the guests that I work with, people are listening are going to hear that a lot of the guests, I think I'm leading them in a way that they end up wanting to do these things, which seems to be the case with you. And if you listen to this podcast enough, I think you'll develop your leadership skills. Well, you have to practice it yourself, but I'm doing it. Yeah, this is like, that's what I'm doing is I talk to people. What's your? What about the environment you care about? What's something that you could do to act on that? And if they respond to that, there's been a couple where I haven't gotten anywhere. And then, then I leave it at that because I'm not trying to motivate everyone in the world. Mm-hmm. I'm actually not trying to motivate anyone. I'm trying to lead people, which is tapping into the motivation that's already there. And then once that's there, once they have something that they internally want to act on, and about half the time they knew what it was ahead of time. They had something that they've they've been thinking about they, that they wanted to do. And the other times you have to walk through, like, what could you do? And I have to, you know, sometimes I share with them what other people have done and we work out something they can do. And then I go into management mode. Once the leadership is done, it's okay. Let's make it a smart goal. When, you know, what, how long do you think this will take? And then I give some support in terms of like, here's some things that have, that have caused problems for others. It's like when you deal with other people or when you travel. And of course you're crediting me, but I have, to, I have to credit Martin Luther King and, and Nelson Mandela and all the people that I'm getting this from because I didn't make this stuff up. I mean, this principle actually, like I'm thinking of most of of, uh, Eisenhower who said this great quote of like, leadership is getting someone to do what you want for their reasons. He said it better than I could. Mm. And when I saw that, I was like, oh wow, I'm onto something here because Eisenhower led pretty well. So I'm speaking English because Eisenhower led very well. (laughs) And I hope people listening are thinking, I hope that they're thinking, what are my values? Are there values that I haven't acted on that I could act on? And then what can I do? And I hope they're also thinking, once that clicks in, or once that kicks in, with whom can I now take the next step? And are there groups that Josh isn't reaching that I can? And maybe it'll be taking their project and making it really big, or maybe they'll be doing a podcast that's like leadership in the environment for Europe or something like that.
0: Did you, were you looking for me to comment?
1: Oh yeah. <laughs> I, was, I, was, I, was thinking, um, I mean, I, I just kind of stated what my long-term goal, I think that's a long-term goal. is. I, I want listeners to listen and find fulfillment and find reward and find mm. uh, living by their values, which leads to integrity. And on, that's on the individual scale, each listener. Mm. And then I hope, you know, and then a little bit past that would be to, go to the page that says commit to a personal challenge on the podcast. So everyone go to joshuasquadet.com slash podcast, click on commit to a personal challenge, and then they can share publicly what they're doing. So that'll add the accountability. A lot mm. of the guests say, knowing that they're going to be back on here <laughs> helps them get through it. So n- once you make it public, non-leaders don't like accountability because they feel like uh, they want to they way out. But leaders and people who really want to improve their lives want accountability because it helps them get things done. So it'll add that extra accountability. And if you want to take it to a bigger stage or bigger level is to take on a leadership role, which you're doing automatically in your project, your personal challenge would be that, oh, I think your personal challenge, I forget if it's up because there's. I asked you to put it up and I think there's bugs in the in the page at the time. Uh, I think they've been resolved. And But other people, hopefully they will say, Jeff sounds pretty happy with what he's doing. I bet I would be pretty happy too. Fulfillment, that's something I like in my life. Mm-hmm. And maybe for someone else, it'd be, I don't know, satisfaction of a job well done, or maybe it would be impetus to work even harder. It depends on who you are and what you like. But this, by the way, I hope you don't mind my indulging in this. Is, I haven't gotten many conversations, number three, and it takes on a different timbre than the conversation one, which is more about them and mm-hmm. what the challenge would be, and the second one, which is more about how was the project. And this is, I, I'm indulging myself and I hope I'm not talking too much.
0: Oh, not at all. I'm, I'm, I'm learning as you're, as you're speaking.
1: (laughs) I, you know, it's as I've done this podcast more at the beginning, people were, you know, their challenges were, uh, bringing a mug with them to get coffee so they wouldn't have to get a disposable cup or Mm -hmm. not eating meat for a couple of weeks. Cool. Great. It's a great start. And what's important is that they're acting because once they act, then they start feeling, oh, I do make a difference and I do like this. It is improved my life. I wish I'd done this earlier. That's the general gist that I, I seem to be getting. Mm. Uh, but if everyone in the world uses disposable, uh, stops using disposable coffee cups and uses mugs and stops there, we haven't changed much. Mm. So right. it's a great starting point, but what comes next? And so taking on an HOA getting like a couple of people have gotten rid of their car. One, one person has chosen to get rid of his car. He moved to Europe and in the process, he and his wife decided, okay, we're moving from Texas to Antwerp Antwerp. I think we can get by without a car. Mm. And he used this podcast as, as like the impetus to make that, to take on that challenge. Wow. Uh, another guy is, uh, have you talked to Doug, Doug Barron? Has he been on your podcast? No. Mm -mm. Uh, His book. I I really liked his book. So, um, I'm not saying you should do it, but I really like talking to him and he, uh, his personal challenge was to go for a month using no more, putting no more than 90, no more than 100 kilometers on his, the, the, the car of his dream, which was this Jaguar, this mm. aspirational vehicle. And at the end of the period on the second conversation, he said, let's go for a third conversation between now and then. I'm going to decide if I'm going to get rid of the Jag entirely. And I never suggested that. That was him based on, you know, he knows the value of a Jag and now he knows the value of not Jag and. It looks like it's kind of even in his mind at this ba- at this stage or when we mm-hmm. spoke. And it may be that he's, okay, I don't need the JAG. And that's not out of ignorance. That's out of experience and knowing the mm-hmm. value of having it and knowing the value of not using it. And so I'm really glad to see challenges going to the next level because ultimately a lot of people are going to have to make some what look like big challenges. I hope that they see are big improvements to their lives. That's one of the main shifts that I want to get is people feeling like, oh, you know, taking other people's considerations into, into my choices makes, makes my life better.
0: Well, I know for me, as, as I said earlier, uh, the, the, the thing that I most look forward to is just the, the pride of seeing uh, other neighbors uh, following suit uh, uh, as this thing begins to, to snowball and, and thinking upon the, the impact that it's you know, long term going to have on the, on the community at large.
1: Are you thinking about what you care about? I recommend making it active. Think about what you could do, not just analyze and plan, not do what others tell you to, but to live by your values. You'll enjoy your results. People will follow you more than you think, and you'll impact more than you expect. Go to com slash podcast for examples of what others have done. I love that it's become pride for you. <laughs> for <fulfillment. laughs> mm. Because For most people, garbage is not a very... <laughs> That's that's what I get rid of. That's not what I bring into my life. And you haven't hit a big hurdle yet, right? That might change your tune, although it might make it a bigger source of fulfillment. I'm not sure. Have you considered what might happen? What hurdles might come? I mean, there are several that have not happened that could have happened. Maybe mm-hmm. you responded, or maybe you mm-hmm. would say, "Don't bother me."
0: Yeah, you know, not really. Uh, I, a sort of uh, uh, the mentality for me has been, well, you know, cross that bridge when I. When I when I get there, if in, if indeed you know uh, some sort of hiccup happens along the way, uh, I mean I, I guess you know with if I think about your your experience, I mean I guess maybe I, maybe I'm a little naive when it comes to the HOA, um, and so maybe I'll maybe I'll find out that's not as as simple a process as I expect it to be. I mean, I mean as I look at that, I'm like, well, we have a trash service, how could anybody say no to a recycling? service you know why would that not be considered a good idea you know what hoa would allow themselves to assuming they're in the position to do so veto that kind of that kind of uh, um uh, possibility so um not an hoa that's that's uh, the leaders of which are going to stand for very long because <laughs> you know if, if that's if that's um uh, the tact you're going to take. Uh, don't be surprised if, if members of the community decide that you don't need to be in that uh, position any longer. That's kind of how I see it.
1: Yes, I'm really I, I'm really interested to see how this goes, and maybe and maybe it'll get me to be the to where I start getting curbside composting. <clears throat> that would be like the next step here, long term. I got this roof and only half the roof is, is I got a 50, I'm in a 15, 16 story building with like a hundred units in it, something like that. And on the top, there's a roof and there's this roof deck, which is really cool in the summer. It's a great place to go. And half the roof isn't used for, I don't Mm. know. There's like pipes and stuff there. Someday I got to go to them and say, can I put a garden up there? Mm. And so when you, that's what I'm like, I'm like, if you succeed at this, I'm going to have the garden, like I'm going to have to start doing this. (laughs) I mean, I really want to. And I, I mean, I don't know if I've talked to you about how much joy I have when I go to the farmer's market and I'm getting fresh vegetables and, and, uh, something I never would have expected before this whole thing about not packaged food. And I have in my windowsill right now, I got mint, basil. Uh, I got a fig tree that my sister gave me a sapling and I had all these salad greens that are growing. It's winter now, so they're not growing. So I have to plant them soon and it's really cool. I love it. I'm, I'm, I'm going to put a habanero plant in there because I want to get, well, obviously I like habanero
0: <laughs> and,
1: uh, and it's a small plant and, you know, small habaneros are still effective. So, you know, a corn plant wouldn't work in my, wouldn't just so in Manhattan. <laughs> I'm saying this partly to like get myself to motivate myself. Cause <laughs> I don't know how I'm going to get tons of dirt up on the roof, but, <laughs> but your attitude, like, I'm like, why wouldn't someone do that? The, mm-hmm. everyone, everyone talks about how the rooftops of Manhattan, of New York city, of, of all cities should have greens and stuff like that. In world war two, we had victory gardens. Every place you could grow Victor, you could grow vegetables. People would because it was a patriotic thing to support fighting the Nazis, and Mm -hmm. then it would have been a natural thing to do. So why wouldn't it be now? I'm I'm listening to you. I'm 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 getting motivated back. I'm also curious. You said you're learning. What at first I thought, oh, it's obvious. What he's learning? He's learning what I'm saying. But I bet that people listening are going to learn different things from what you're learning. I'm curious. What what are you learning from what I'm saying?
0: Well, um, I mean, if I were to sort of drill down to, to, I guess, the essence of what you're saying and what I've learned through this, this entire process, it, it, going back to what you said earlier about uh, um, how when you take on a project like this, uh, my thinking in the very beginning was, especially as I started to do internet research was, am I going to have the time for this? Do I have the bandwidth for this? I've got a lot of things going on. You know, uh, what have I, what have I gotten myself into all those kinds of things? Um, and with each week, the uh, if you want to call it this workload uh, for me has lessened every <laughs> single week, and it's just like well, the, I assumed this was going to go in the opposite direction, uh, and, and so I hadn't really thought about that consciously until you you know you you basically said as much, and I'm like oh yeah you're right because because it's gotten easier as we move, moved like not 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 harder, not more difficult, uh, not more plates to spin, but fewer, uh, and so. That that was that was pretty eye opening to me because I did not anticipate that at all.
1: So that gives you new target, I guess. It gives you new direction of and more impetus. I, I would guess because less work, more done. That's a good way to go.
0: <laughs> Absolutely.
1: <laughs> now you also you have a read to lead podcast, so you've read a lot of leadership books.
0: A few. <laughs> so,
1: so it's interesting that you'd be finding new stuff. See, because my. The whole principle behind my book is like, you gotta act, you gotta do, you can't just read. Oh man, what, who was I ta- I was talking about Navy SEALs. There's all these articles. Somehow I think, I think the media world has learned that if you put Navy SEAL in the title of your article, you'll get a lot of hits. So there's like a million <laughs> stories about Navy SEALs. Mm. And then there's like Jocko and all these other people out there who are doing all this stuff. Yeah. And I'm like people who read these stories, if you read about, like, I don't think the article is that effective because if they were, then the Navy SEALs would read articles. but they don't, you know, they go through hell week and stuff like that. So you got to do. And so I think that you're now doing something. You're leading people. You've stumbled into it. You're leading people, but you are leading people. Mm. And you're finding stuff out that was in all the books that you've read. It hasn't come up Mm. or maybe it has come up. And maybe you're looking back and being like, Oh, I read that, but it didn't really resonate. I'm not sure. Is it, are are you, I think you, you got to do stuff. That's why my book is about exercises. You got to do stuff. And then you learn in a way that you never could have just from reading.
0: Yeah, I guess the part to to really drill down into that a little further. It's not so much that that it shocked me that the workload has lessened week to week, as much as it is not having to ask people to help. In, In other words, people have volunteered to help. I've I've stated and and laid out you know the desired goal and. Uh, asked questions about what's this step or what would you do here or who would want this? And as those questions have been asked, other folks have just jumped in and, and started pitching in without being asked to do so. And so that, re- that really is at the heart of kind of what has surprised me. I think more than, more than anything.
1: Huh. Any idea of why? Okay. So there's two questions. One, why is they doing it? Why are they doing it? And two, why were your expectations off?
0: Um, as far as the, why they're, they're doing it, I, I think maybe they were like me. Um, uh, you know, when I started recycling and, you know, manually taking it to the convenience centers, maybe they're like me and thought to themselves, Gee, why isn't there a service like this? Uh, and that, in fact, several of the comments that came in were folks who, Hey, we just moved here and the community we came from had this. And we've always wondered why you know, there isn't a service like this here. We would love that. Those of, kind of, kind of, kind of feedback. Um, as far as your other question as to, to, you know, why that surprises me, I guess, I think it's how you asked it. Um, uh, I I don't know. I, I, I guess I just um, uh, figured that once I started the ball rolling uh, and began to get feedback that people would continue to look for me to take the ball and drive it down the field, uh, just getting their input along the way. It just didn't expect that people would say, Oh, I'll do this. No, I'll do that. Um, without being asked, uh, I, you know, (laughs) I've spent a lot of time in the corporate world and, and oftentimes not every job I've ever had, but oftentimes, you know, people have a very finite idea of, of what fits into their job description. And before they do anything outside that job description, they have to be told or they have to be asked uh and and I guess maybe the decades I spent in that in that uh uh in that world has has conditioned me not to expect people to just naturally do things without being asked to do them that don't fit inside their their job description
1: so it's a job so what is it it doesn't fit inside the job description I'm trying to get out of what's the difference between the corporate world and this
0: mm. that makes that difference mm.
1: I, yeah. I a've a, I have a, I have a I have an idea, of, but I am want to hear what you think.
0: I don't know. <laughs> and maybe, maybe it has to do with the. Um, I think we most of us, many of us uh, in this day and age, have have a, a more heightened awareness um, of environmental issues, and maybe many have thought for a long time that well, we don't have this because it's just not an option. But you know, all maybe all it took was somebody coming along and saying, well. This maybe could be an option if, if we put our heads together and and think think through it. And I think, as I am on the outside looking in um, and trying to sort of, uh, I mean, I'm making some assumptions as to as to why people have acted the way they do. But I think um, part of it is them being super passionate about this uh, this um, idea uh, and not starting it on their own. Maybe because they just weren't sure how to go about it, but they see somebody else. Uh, taking the reins and I want to be a part of that movement. Um, And rather than ask permission to be a part of that movement, they have just decided they're going to take permission and make themselves a part of that movement uh, because they like that, the feeling they get when they, when they do it.
1: Yeah. So my, you, you touched on a a few of the things that I think are the key thing when you said there's a passion and the feeling that they get, I think this is an internal motivation and Mm -hmm. often at work it's an external, it's external incentives. Mm -hmm. And um, right, right. so you tapped into something that was already there. And so you didn't have to, you didn't have to, and not only was it there, but it's like, no one's afraid about sharing it. You know, it's not, it doesn't make you particularly vulnerable to say I support recycling. Right. Whereas at a company, you're often doing something that's pretty far removed from what the company is about. Maybe you're not even into what the company is about. And so people still have motivations, but it takes a lot more work on the leader's part to get it out social and emotional work. To get it, make the person feel comfortable sharing it. And most people don't do that. And so they they they're there's you don't tap into the internal motivation. You're just stuck with external stuff. And then do this and I'll pay you. <laughs> you know, that'll get a certain amount of work out of someone. But you're not, you don't have to worry about that. They're doing it for you, the reasons already there, which is generally yeah. the case. If like I think people work on projects like this, if you come out and tell people, this is what you have to do. Like kids do that with their parents. They come home from mm-hmm. school and they're like, "Oh, today we learned about this, and mommy, you should stop. You should turn the light off whenever you leave the room, or something like that." <laughs> and it's and a lot of people do what the kids do too, but that's not what you're doing because mm-hmm. you, you're taking initiative and you're figuring out what to, what's to be done and then giving them space to to step in.
0: Well, I hope so. Yeah. Um, uh, again, I, I, I it's difficult for me to look at this and and feel like you know I can I can take any sort of credit. I just had somebody prompt me. Uh, to ask some questions is how I see it. And, and I feel like the bulk of what I've done so far is ask questions. Um, and, and the chief among them, why? Why not? You know, and, and, and that seems to have uh, lit a fire in, in a number of people, uh, three or four dozen anyway at this point. <laughs> and uh, uh, it, it's interesting to see that sometimes all it takes is for somebody to say, why not?
1: Do you want to enjoy a project that gets you respect pride, leadership roles, promotions, raises, job offers. Can you tell that acting on your environmental values will create those things? Yes, really promotions, raises, job offers, people talking about what they want done and so you can help them. That's job offers. If you wanna act but you haven't thought of something, contact me at josh.spodek.net. I mentioned that I'm looking for leaders. You can start a leadership in the environment for your community if you don't already have something in mind. You can meet people in your world. Or, for example, listen to Robbie Samuels' first conversation with me about how he meets C-suite leaders from places like Google. Pretty big stuff. This stuff is all there for you. A lot of people look at environmental things as distractions, deprivation, sacrifice. It's opportunity. This is an area of global demand, and you can hear it happening with Jeff. You can make it happen for yourself. I hope you'll do it. Does hearing leaders acting on their values make you think of yours? Nothing will make you feel better than acting on them. Value means better. Acting on your values means improving your life. Committing publicly helps many people and builds community too. If you want, click on commit to a personal challenge to share what you do with this community. You'll be a leader among leaders. We're more than a podcast. We're a movement to share how acting on environmental values means fun, joy, growth, and so on, not sacrifice or deprivation. If you want to join or help, contact me at spodak.net or at slash podcast You'll grow as a leader. You'll enjoy yourself, and the world and your communities will thank
0: you for it.